What's up guys, back here at the Fifth Street Gym for another show with a special guest here, Lazar Stoyadinovich. My man, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for rolling through. Sure, sure. Um, for those that don't know, Lazar here, he's a multiple time champion in MMA, fought in many organizations, um, recently coming back from a knee injury. And the first time yesterday, there's probably some footage either at the Fifth Street Gym Instagram channel or Lazar's channel as well. But there's definitely some uh, footage out there of you getting back in the ring first time, right? First time, yeah, after nine months out, just doing physical therapy and just recovering the knee. And uh, didn't, didn't really know how I was going to respond to the movement and stuff like that. Because, like I said, it's my first time like, doing it. And uh, it responded well. Yeah, I know. When I saw you the other day, I was like, yo, like, you look really... I was like, that was your first time back in the ring sparring? Because you had no headgear on, you're bouncing around, you know, switching angles on guys. And I was like, man, he's looking good for, you know, first time after a knee injury. So, yeah. like, it feels it feels springy to you, yeah. no, no issues with balance or anything like Not that? Not at all. Um, it felt strong. I knew that it was strong. But I wasn't sure I was going to do with uh, cutting the angles, you know, um the bouncing in and out in live in live uh, event like sparring or in a fight wasn't sure how I was going to respond to that but um, it felt great I mean I didn't, wasn't sore afterwards felt felt really fine so have you been kicking again because I know you said like that's kind of how it started right it was yeah. from kicks or receiving kicks well it was from uh, from a, a fight I received the kick he actually kicked my back leg but his knee bumped into my it was like a freak accident. His knee bumped into my front leg, and I uh, hyperextended my front leg, and uh, just tore PCL, MCL. Did you know, like immediately, like all right, something's wrong with my knee here in the fight, or was it, uh, you know, you're too much adrenaline, you're just kind of no, no. after fight thing? I mean, I felt it as soon as it happened because um, I've I've never experienced like a knee injury, so when you hit it, I feel I felt something pop instantly. And my knee didn't have it, it. didn't hurt, but it didn't have uh, the same spring. I felt it. It was like every time I stepped forward, it was like kind of giving out. I felt very shaky. So the pain wasn't there, but the the agility movement of of the leg wasn't wasn't the same. So I, I knew something was up. What's it like to be conscious of like an injury in the middle of a fight? Like you know something's wrong. Like I think we saw it recently. Like a lot of MMA fans, if they're tuned into the recent like Eagle FC show, like yeah. Khabib's new promotion, they had uh, Kevin Lee fighting Diego Sanchez. And, yeah. And um, I actually just saw the highlights of the fight, but Kevin Lee seemed to blow out his knee like pretty early in the fight, oh, um, off of a kick, and had to. You know, he ended up winning, but he had to fight two, three more rounds with that. Yeah. And he talked about afterwards, like, man, like that was a lot to deal yeah. with mentally to to know, like, I'm basically on one leg right now. For sure, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I've I've suffered other injuries in, in the past. Like, I've went into fights with, with serious injuries in the past. Like, for my uh, CFA fight when I fought uh, Jordan Parsons, I fought for the CFA World Title. And I went into the fight with both uh, shoulder injuries, labrum tear, rotator cuff tear. Um, the guy was talking a lot uh, leading up to the fight. And I, I remember a training camp just not being able to, I couldn't even like raise up to my arm to pick up the salt from the cabinet to like make food. 
And I remember thinking, man, something's seriously wrong. And uh, three weeks before the fight, I went and got an MRI, and the doctor told me, like, your shoulder, your labrum is torn from 12 to 12. Your rotator cuff is destroyed, and you have AC joint arthritis. And I was just like, man, I, I can't, I can't back out of this fight. There's no way. I was 23 years old, and I was like, man, I'm, like, I'm just going to fight. And whatever happens, happens. Like, I tried to do the best I could in the training camp with what I had. And uh, once fight time came, I was like, well, this is it. Yeah. Whatever happens, yeah. happens. It doesn't matter, you know. And I uh, actually won the fight by knockout. And then the... <laughs> In the, with the bad shoulder too, you're like yeah, just I mean, whipping they were, it. They were both bad. I, mean, oh, okay. I had to get both of them oh, wow. reconstruction surgery. So uh, ended up knocking them on the first round, uh, and then after that, two weeks later, I ended up getting surgery. And for me, it's just like the way I think about it is like whatever's done is done. We're gonna go out there and fight. You know, what am I gonna do if somebody? shoves me in the, in the street and tells me we have to fight. I'm my shoulder. Like, yeah, I'm not complaining about my shoulder. Yeah. I'm going to pick my hands up and fight. So yeah. that's kind of how I look at it. You know, it's a do or die situation. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up because I have an injury. Uh, I'm going to fight until the end. Yeah. You're going to have to put me out for me to, you know, for the ref to stop it, for the fight to be over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in the CFA, like one of the organizations, also Global Legion, yeah. PFL, um, you know, you captured the title in the, in the Global Legion promotion. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about, like, you know, the experience of capturing a belt and, and, and achieving some of those goals. Um, to be honest, so I, I've, I've won four world titles in different promotions, and uh, the Global Legion's one was, was a really sweet um, title to win because uh, when I won my titles early on in my career, I was really young. didn't really have any adversity to face. I was, I was just a young kid. Um, won world titles and they were just trophies to me, you know. But when I won the Global Legion title, there was a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of things that went involved. So I came off two fight losing streak, and then uh, everything happened. Everything shut down. And I, I I knew there was no way for me to fight. Everything was shut down. I was just like, man, there's gonna be another year. That's already three years of my career. There's God, you know. I lost two fights. Now I'm off for another year. I was kind of like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Reach out to every promotion I, I could possibly find on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, reach out to Dino, and Dino told me about uh, the, uh, the guy from Global Legions. Talk to him, we, I mean, great guy, we ended up working something out, and it ended up being amazing, and uh, got two fights in, fought for a world title, and that was a really, really sweet, um, tied with the caption because of everything I went through to, to get there, you know. Uh, the fight before, I suffered a legal knee and ended up coming out and winning. The referee didn't call that. I got kneed in the face. Almost, I mean, I was rocked. I was almost Were you, out. like, knee down while I, it happened? Sort of like I mean, I, I, Aljamain Sterling so, situation? Yeah. So yeah. it was like, I was, um, I had all, my hand and my knees were down. I went for a shot. He sprawled in the shot and he was just with Benny back and he was a he was a multiple time multi champion as well. His MMA pedigree wasn't the best but he was a very good multi fighter. Yeah, so WBC, yeah, <laughs> WBC world champion yeah. in multi and uh, he just caught that knee back and whipped it and I remember like just being all over the place, falling all over the place. I was rocked and I was like, man, when he first threw it I thought the ref was gonna call it. 
to the guards, the fight went on. And uh, the whole the whole first round was just me trying to recover. And uh, at the end of the round, I took him down and put him in a rear naked choke. And there was 10 seconds left and the bell rang. And I was just like, I remember my head getting up, my head's still buzzing. But like I said, when uh, when I fight, I'm always I'm always out. I'm always I go out there. You gotta put me away. You know I'm, I'm gonna fight to the end. You know. Talk to me about. So there's two things I want to bring up about Global Legion, and then also uh, the ground game. But within Global Legion, and they really tie into each other here. But you know, there's corners of the cage. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, you watch the UFC. You have the octagon fence. Um, you know, most promotions, it's, it's maybe even a circle. Yeah. Um, but Global Legion, it's a square, it's a square, right? Yeah. So if you have those corners of the cage, um, it'd be interesting to hear you talk about how guys use that in Global Legion, yeah. their advantage. Um, you know, like Khabib is notorious for using the cage. The cage and and, and um, how would he use it in Global Legion with the corners? Yeah. And how do you guys use that? I mean, it, it's great because, okay, um, so in boxing, you work, and you know, boxing is what I started doing. I started boxing when I was five years old. I had 150 amateur boxing fights. So that's like my main, the, my main uh, martial arts, if you would say, yeah. so based on MMA. Uh, so when when I saw the square, I, I do a lot of ring work, cutting corners, making sure you you you, um, you get the angles off, making sure you're able to corner your your opponent. So when I saw the square cage, I thought it was awesome, you know, I'd be able to use my footwork that I use in boxing, but translate it into MMA. Because as much as you try to use footwork in an octagon or a circle. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a circle, so they're able to escape. You know, you use your angles to try to cut corners, but they can, there's always an escape. They have an escape to the left, they have an escape to the right. So the square stops stops you from running away. So that that was awesome when I saw that. It was really cool. Could be, I mean, he would have a he would have fun in there because, like like I said, nobody's able to run. They're able to trap trap him in the corner, and once he's in the corner. Sure. So, like you said, you have a ton of experience in boxing. That was your first discipline, but recently, you're now, you know, a master. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but black belt yeah. in jujitsu, and that's a huge accomplishment. It takes so so much time to achieve yeah. that. And and uh, Tony Christendulo is a guy we've had on the podcast as well, and and he. Uh, you know, awarded you that black belt yeah. here in the ring. So yeah. tell me about like the emotion going into receiving that black belt, the journey of becoming a black belt in yeah. jiu-jitsu, um, and again another part of your arsenal, right? You got such a wide or long experience in boxing. Now you have jiu-jitsu, yeah. um, just accomplishing so, another thing in the sport. Yeah, so it was awesome, especially to receive my my black belt from Tony because Tony was one of the the people who. Who, who was one of the reasons why I started taking jiu-jitsu so serious. So when I first got involved in the sport of MMA, like I said, I was a boxer. And uh, my brother and my cousin were both MMA fighters. But I never I never liked MMA because of the grappling, the, you know, going on the floor. I, I always thought boxing was the real fight. Like, you just use your hands and that's what, that's, that's the, that's what fight is. Mm -hmm. Not tying around and rolling around with another man. <laughs> so like I always insulted MMA. And I remember the way I got involved 
in, in MMA was I was at my cousin's fight and me and my brother were outside the arena waiting to get in and two guys missed weight and they asked my my cousin, you know, anybody take a fight at short notice? And he said, my my uh, my cousins were outside when she asked them if they, if they were willing to fight. So they came up, the promoter came up to me and my brother and said, you know, would you guys want to fight today? And we were like, you know, I, like, I think I just turned 16. The, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, we'll go get, you know, we'll go to sports authority, go get a mouthpiece and some shorts. And, uh, and we, we both ended up winning. And I remember after, after that fight, I was just like, man, this is, I put the gloves on. And I was like, man, this is what I want to do. And amateur back in, back in those days, yeah, where was that? Was that in Florida? It, it was in Chicago. Chicago, okay. So back in those days, uh, amateur MMA, I mean, you wore the same gloves. The gloves were no professional, headgear, no right? headgear, no shin pads. <laughs> so it was completely... Not much amateur yeah, elbows, about it. Yeah, <laughs> not, elbows were allowed. It was just, I mean, there's just no sanctioning body was around at the time. So MMA was just free for all. You could fight, you could fight. A promoter could put up a show anywhere and, and have pros fight amateurs, amateurs fight pros. It didn't matter. So I ended up winning and I mean, once I felt hitting somebody in the, in the face with those gloves, I was like, man, I don't want to put, I, I felt like putting on boxing, I was like pillow fighting. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And, and uh, I started dedicating more time towards uh, MMA. I was still boxing. I was still having some amateur boxing fights while I was doing MMA. And then um, when I'm, I was going, I remember when I turned pro in MMA, I went three and three, I think. And at some point I was just like, I gotta, cause you know, I was getting taken down, I was getting out wrestled. I was dropping guys and doing very good on the feet. But as soon as I ended up on the ground, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, man, I need to change something up. I need to go find a, a, a real MMA gym and start training jiu-jitsu. And I remember I went to Dino's gym in Chicago, which was called Flow MMA. And Tony was training there already with him. And I knew Dino from, from seeing him at the amateur boxing fights. I would always see him and talk to him. We were, we were, you know, I was a 15 year old kid. But we, we always got along very good, but I never trained him. And I remember uh, I saw him at a fight and I said, Man, would, you, would, I, would I be able to train with you? And he was like, Yeah, anytime, just come over. So I went to Floor MMA and trained. And I met Tony there. I remember the first day I, I trained with Tony, Dino purposely put us to spar. And Tony took me down. At, at first, Tony's a kid, he didn't have any muscles. He was very goofy looking, and I was like, I was the king of the cage champion at the time. I was a strong kid. And I remember uh, seeing him, and I was telling Dino, like, you seriously want me to spar this guy? And he was like, yeah, spar him. <laughs> and then the first two seconds, Tony attached gloves with him to spar him takes me down and he heel hooks me and I'm like I'm just blown away that this kid just heel hooked me. I'm like how did I get heel hooked by this kid? And ever since that day I was like man I gotta start taking it so serious. I can't I can't Was like, this like in the middle happened. of Tony's career or was he so Tony, so Tony at the time had no no amateur no fight. fights, okay, okay. zero fights. Just jujitsu and just yeah. jujitsu tournaments and uh, and then Dino was like Tony this is Lazar He's like, Tony, you're gonna start picking the Lazar up every day. So we became like best buds. We were driving to the gym every day. I was helping him with his boxing. He was helping me with my jiu-jitsu. So it was just like a, a, a perfect team, 
a teammate to have. Sure. Because, you know, his striking was what he needed help with, and his jiu-jitsu was what I needed help with. And uh, it was just a great, uh, great partnership. And we just grew up in the, in the sport together. And when he first started doing MMA, and he wanted to fight MMA from the beginning. Yeah. He's always wanted to fight MMA. And uh, everybody at the gym was just like, man, do you think this kid could fight MMA? Like, it's, they didn't want him to go out there and represent the gym. I was like, man, this kid is tough. Put him in the star. Like, I put him to fight anybody. He'll fight anybody. And I, I was like, I remember being like, me and Dino being one of the first that like, ha had the confidence in him to go out there and, and fight. And look, he made it all the way to the UFC and right. people didn't believe that he could do it, you know? So yeah. it, was, it was just great to see his achievements, achievements from that point of view and then like him awarding me the black belt was just so special because he was one of the first to like kind of help me grow in my in, in my grappling you know for sure for sure i mean what a pairing both you guys helping each other with what you need to improve in your yeah. game and then also from that point you had a ton of success in multiple mma organizations like you said tony made it to ufc yeah had a lot of success and, yeah. and now he's doing a lot of breakdowns yeah. right on IG which yeah, is pretty yeah. cool I like seeing those uh, breakdowns yeah. of submissions and things like that it's great yeah he has a very good uh, fight IQ he really is, he, he's uh, able to understand uh, positions and why you get to those positions he's very smart with uh, with all that like if he didn't do what he was doing right now being a coach if he could be a coach for world champions I think he would do an amazing job so you mentioned boxing felt like pillow fighting yeah. once you went to MMA gloves. I know now you're kind of assessing what's next in your career, whether you're going to stick in MMA, maybe you're going to do bare knuckle or yeah. entertaining that. What are, what are your, what are your sure. thoughts on your future? What do you think you're going to try to do next? Are you going to try to get back into the MMA circuit, maybe bare knuckle, boxing? So definitely MMA, I, I don't see that my last fight was a loss, so I don't see me ending that chapter of my career based off a loss. But bare knuckle is something that I'm definitely like interested in doing, just because, like I said, when I did MMA, <laughs> it felt like boxing pillow fighting. So like now, just going bare knuckle would just be amazing. You know, I have like those street fights, even though it doesn't translate. I, I've had experience punching people without any gloves on, so I mean, I would love to do it for sure. You got plenty of boxing experience, right? Yeah. Which is not a knock on the BKFC yeah. scene, but a lot of these guys are not former boxers yeah. or don't have an amateur boxing background. Most of them are MMA or wrestler yeah. type yeah, that go into sure. bare knuckles. So I'd imagine having that, you know, just from seeing a few clips yeah. of you popping around in the ring, I'm like, okay, this dude is not, you know, not yeah. your average guy in there. In yeah. terms of uh, wrestling or you know limited striking, for sure. As far as I, I can see, especially my weight class, I don't see any of those guys touching me. I mean, it would literally be a boxing lesson that I would teach every single one of those guys in there. You know, so I mean, it seems it seems like something great that for me to do. I think I'll become world champion in there the first year that I'm there. I just don't see anybody in there with with my boxing ability, especially my weight class. I like it. Talk your shit. <laughs> um, hey, man, I really appreciate you spending some time here, telling a little bit of your story. For sure. Um, you know, excited to see what's next for you, too. Thank you. And, um, you know, if you want to tell people where they can follow you on IG, 
you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Bronx Bomber 145 and uh, through my Twitter as well and Facebook. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Hit subscribe, YouTube at The Pod Matrix. Follow me at Brooklyn Boxing Podcast. Follow Lazar. More content coming soon. Appreciate it. Continue watching. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Let's go. The Pod Matrix.